Hello, and welcome to the Tamra Talk Circular podcast. Until now, these podcasts have very much been focused on plastic, a resource that poses one of the greatest challenges to the environment if we don't manage it properly after its use. But when talking about the circular economy, there are, of course, additional waste streams that should be considered and handled in a way that allows us to maximize its use while minimizing its impact on the environment. And in today's episode, we are going to do just that by looking at a resource that might have been overlooked a bit until now. That resource is wood. I'm Mitu Moran, and our guest today is Jose Matas, Segment Manager for Wood at Tomra. Jose has extensive experience in strategies of wood-based products and continues to work towards protecting this precious resource in the work he does. Jose. Welcome to the program. Hi, me too. And thanks for uh, giving me the opportunity to be here today, explaining a little bit what are the trends and the real importance of the waste wood uh, treatment. Thank you. It's our honor. Thank you very much. So, Jose, let's just start at the beginning. Why now? Why is Tomra looking at developing circularity topics around the area of wood? Nowadays, different trends are driving the wood industry to increase the use of recycled wood. All of them are putting more pressure in the urgency to do it. And that's why Tomra is putting all resources also in helping all the wood segment. I'm going to give you some examples of this urgency. First, the industry is working on shifting to a circular economy. And wood recycling is no exception. This industry started some years ago with the FSC and the control wood. They try to protect the risk uh, forests and species. Now is the time for the recycled wood. So, uh, Jose, if I might interrupt just for a second. Um, FSC, could you explain that, um, just in case someone's not familiar? So, me too. FSC is a kind of certification, that like means Forest Stewardship Council, that uh, groups all the big companies uh, that are in the wood segment and this association, the main goal is to protect the forest, the Amazon, for example, and all the protected species of wood. So uh, no illegal wood is used for these kind of applications. They are working in protecting the resources that we have nowadays available. Another point is that given the volumes the market is asking for, only using natural resources, that means trees, should not be an option for wood. Forestry plantations for panel production, for example, takes around seven years to grow, so they simply cannot be produced. On one hand, we have this necessity. On the other hand, huge quantities of waste wood are being produced. So we must take use of all the resources that we have and protect our limited primary resources. Finally, this is a hot topic nowadays in the wood processing industry. Due to the shortages of wood that we are living nowadays, caused by the different situations that we are experiencing in the market. First of all, started with the pandemic situation, then all the supply chain struggles. After that, we are facing a huge cost of importations of wood from Asia. And finally, nowadays, we are in the middle of this war in Ukraine that led to some bans of the importation of wood from Russia. Everything is putting more and more pressure in the possibilities of getting this natural wood. This is why uh, waste wood is 
now more than ever one of the main important topics in the industry. Okay, so there are quite a few challenges that you are facing or that we are facing uh, as society and all of the, the shortages and, and pressure that's being put on the resource of wood. Wood recycling, as I mentioned before, is an application we haven't talked about yet. Can you explain more about the segment? Me too. Have you ever asked yourself how many everyday items are made of wood? You know, I haven't, no. Tonra put this question some time ago, and this is why we decided that it was an important segment. Given the current virgin material prices in the wood segment and increasing environmental concerns, we need to turn to wood waste as a resource and gateway to new sustainable business opportunities. Wastewood comes in huge quantities around the world and holds potential as a secondary raw material source for the wood industry. Today, most wastewood is used for fuel, with only a small portion recycled. But the trends are starting to shift. As collection and sorting is being developed, more and more applications become possible with wastewood. Okay, and Jose, where does this material to be recycled come from? There are different sources where we can get our material from. First of all, we have forestry residues. You know, after a big storm, a hurricane, there are a lot of pieces of wood, also trees that have fallen down, that are really good uh, raw material, but not as good to be used in their uh, mainly application. Okay, So this is one of the main sources where we can get the, the wood from. But of course, nowadays, uh, the C&D industrial waste is also a very uh, important source of raw material. Together with the municipalities, we are recovering a lot of bulky waste and sandy waste that can be used also as a raw material for wastewood. Then we have also the packaging industry, where a lot of old pallets are also available to use it again as a raw material. Finally, we can recover some uh, good materials from the distribution and end customer uh, products. Thanks, uh, Jose. You mentioned before that we had some supply pressures from different regions of the world. How about demand? Are there country-specific differences in regards to demand and the quality requirements when it comes to wood? Yes, there are, me too. In reality, there are big differences depending on the regions. We have big differences uh, when we talk about America, Asia, or Europe. And this mainly depends on the development of the industry the infrastructure for collection and recycling, and finally, but not less important, legislation. Let me put some examples of these regions. Here is the example of Asia. As we all know, it's a huge uh, market with huge potential. They have the biggest production in the world when we are talking about good materials. But on the other hand, they have lack of developed infrastructure for the collection and cleaning, shorting of this material. Also, they have lack of legislation for this uh, good recycling in most of these countries. This is putting Asia in the future, but not in the present of the waste wood recycling. On the other hand, uh, we have some small examples of some Asiatic countries that has started doing and could be a good example. For example, Japan. Japan has started a long time ago, uh, more than 10 years, creating new legislation concerning the wastewood, and this has helped the industry to start uh, developing 
And nowadays we have a really strong infrastructure for collection and recycling of the waste wood in Japan. Then on the other side of the world, we have the United States. Here, uh, they don't have strong legislation. So most of the wood, it is not recycled. They have infrastructure to do it, but nowadays the recovery of wood is just for energy consumption as fuel. We have the case of California that is leading the trend to use uh, this recycled wood for new products, but they are still in the early years. Finally, we have Europe, the main developed region. But even inside Europe, there are big differences within the countries. Let me put the example of Germany. In Germany, we have a strong legislation in waste wood. This legislation is helping uh, the industries to know exactly which types of wood can be used for a different application. For example, there exists uh, different uh, grades of waste in, in wood in Germany, and depending on the quality, you can use uh, each quality for a different application. That means the lowest qualities are used for fuel and the highest qualities are used for product production. So I think the German example could be a reference for the rest of the countries of what should be the development of this segment. Yeah, and let's hope that other regions also follow Germany's example when it comes to, to the usage or maximizing the usage of, of wood. Okay, so all of these markets generate waste wood, right? Yeah, you know, waste wood is one of the biggest problems that we have, but also one of the hugest opportunities that the industry has. Okay, so dovetailing on that, that's that's really good to hear. Dovetailing on that, how do we turn this into recycled wood? Can you can you actually take us through the process? Yeah, of course, it's a really interesting process because in wood uh, we can see the real circular economy. Everything starts at the collection. We need to collect first the waste from the different sources. As I previously, previously explained, we can take uh, this material from different uh, sources. And uh, one example could be the middle industry. The middle industry, for example, the furniture uh, factories are using uh, panel boards for the production of industry. Always they have some waste, okay, some residues. For them, uh, it's necessary to collect it and to give it to recycling plants in order to put again the, this waste in the loop. So after the collection comes the cleaning. You have a lot of different pieces of uh, wood, or different wood types, and then you need to first of all shred it, okay, in order to have a regular size of all this waste, and then clean it of big impurities. As we know, all this wood uh, will be contaminated with material that it is not wood. For example, if it comes from uh, bulky waste, uh, we will have some metallic pieces inside the, the old furniture. So at this stage, the cleaning uh, will be done. After this cleaning, the material will be ready to be sold as a mixed grade. Now it starts to get exciting because it comes the sorting. In the sorting, is where we can prepare this mix grade in different uh, qualities in order to be able to produce new products with it. Here, uh, most developed industries are using different technologies like X-rays uh, to remove impurities or different kind of optical shorters to separate the, the material by type. But thanks to this kind of uh, shorters, nowadays we are able to differentiate between the different uh, types of material that we find in the mix rate and 
to differentiate it and to enable the, this possibility of using each type of waste for each type of uh, application. Ah, and this can be done with, with X-ray, Jose, separating by the type? This is really interesting because thanks to the X-ray technology, uh, we can see by uh, the penetration of the material what is the density. And like this, we can separate from the wood everything what it is not wood. So here we will have really clean fractions of wood. But of course, uh, then this wood will be mixed into different kinds of products, processed wood, non-processed wood. But after that, with the different uh, optical uh, shorting technologies, like the deep learning, for example, we will be able to identify it. And then after all that, the material will be ready for the production. And now is where it gets exciting. It comes the shorting. In the shorting, we prepare the material for the production of new products. Here we can use different types of the technologies. The main topic will be to remove all impurities for good. For example, with the X-ray, uh, where we can get rid of all what it is not good from the, from the mix. And then we will short uh, the wood by types in order to enable this usage of its grade in the different application. Ah, Jose, if I can ask a question. So X-ray can be used not only to remove the impurities, but also sort wood by type, right? Indeed, uh, me too. We use uh, different technologies for that. First, we will use the X-ray to detect, analyze what is the density of the material that we are seeing. So this is what enables the possibility of shorting all the impurities from the wood. We'll detect the different materials in the, in the belt. And after the process, we will short the wood in one side and the impurities in the other side. So here we will have very clean fractions of material. And then, thanks to the new gain and deep learning technology, we will be able to separate it by types. And before you ask me what is exactly this deep learning and how is this gain uh, technology working, I'm going to tell you. This deep learning is a type of intelligence, artificial intelligence, that what it's doing is uh, recognizing the different types of products that is watching uh, in the belt. It's exactly the same task that a normal uh, human being will do. We will see the material, we will recognize it, and then we will short it. So thanks to this kind of intelligence, artificial intelligence, the deep learning, the machine will do it for us. Okay, thank you. So just to summarize the, the steps of the process, you have collection, then you have cleaning, then you have sorting, and then the material is ready for production. Exactly. Then we will have really clean fractions that will be ready for the use and the production of new materials. Okay, so now we have the high quality of the recycled material. What exactly can this be used for? So here again, me too, it depends on the shorting process. It depends on if we, if we have a mixed rate or if we are able to differentiate uh, from the different qualities, A, B, C. But in general terms, we can separate the application into two big groups, material valorization and energetic valorization. When we are talking about material valorization, this is what the circular economy is all about, to transform residues in resources and create new products with it. Here in material valorization, uh, thanks to the different tools and technologies that we use to short the wood by types, we'll be able to give every application its own uh, type of material. For example, 
we can produce uh, new panel boards from all the recycled panels or furniture. Then the other big group will be the energetic valorization. Here we're talking about biomass and pellets. We'll use this recycled wood to create energy. First, by directly burning it as biomass plants or in a domestic use as pellets. Okay, and I can imagine especially this the second one, the energetic valorization, is becoming increasingly important as we look for other sources of energy to move away from fossil fuels. So this is very good news. Indeed it is, uh, me too. Uh, but just to remind that when we are using waste to burn it to create energy, we are not or we are losing the possibility of creating new products from these residues. Very good point. Very good point. I think this prioritization uh, to make sure it can be put into other products before we turn to waste is something that we need to keep in mind, especially as we're looking at things such as the waste hierarchy. So thank you for bringing that uh, to our attention. Industry aims to close the loop on numerous material streams, as I mentioned before in the introduction today. Is this applicable for wood as well? Yes, it is. As previously said, depending on the grade, we can produce different kinds of materials. Wood-based panels, composites, uh, decking, landscaping, even animal bedding can be created with this waste work. But let me put an example, a very good example of the real circular economy, where we are closing the loop. Let's put the particle ball production, okay? Here, we can take the residues of wood, clean it, and use it again as raw material to produce new material. So here, for example, we are taking old furniture, we are uh, cleaning it, we are processing it, we are creating new panels with it, and then with these new panels, we can create again new furniture. So in the end, will be furniture to furniture. It is not a real example of circular economy, closing the loop. Yes, absolutely. It absolutely is. And uh, good to see Tamra focusing on this as well. You've just mentioned particle board. So how does industry and particle board manufacturers profit from recycled wood? Here we have different reasons. First of all, they reduce their exposure to the current soaring prices of fresh wood and the availability of it. By using waste wood in the production instead of fresh wood, the plant doesn't need to be anymore located nearby the forest in remote and logistically poor location. We know that the waste is generated in urban areas that are close to other industrial infrastructures or ports, so it's better connected than the remote locations of the forest. So by using waste wood instead of fresh wood, you don't need to locate uh, your plant in a bad logistical point anymore. Then it comes the topic of the, of the price that nowadays is a big, big trend in this industry. The price of waste wood is cheaper than the fresh wood. Of course, this will depend on the country, the region and the availability of this fresh wood. But in some countries, it can be up to 50% less the cost of the waste wood in front of the, of the fresh material. Moreover, recycled wood is usually drier than fresh wood. Consequently, less energy is used in the drying process of the material. Again, we have a cost reduction for the industry. And finally, me too. Particle board manufacturers aim to increase the recycled content in the production of the particle boards. All of them want to improve their sustainability. It's a big, big topic for this industry. I'm, I'm happy to hear that. As I said, we've focused on plastics in this podcast until now, and I'm glad that we're being able to move to, to another area such as wood. 
We talk about also in the plastics, but I, I'm guessing it's also the case here in wood, um, a value chain. So who else in the value chain is involved in wood recycling and who can benefit from it as well? Here, all of the different actors in the value chain will have benefits inside it. First of all, we already explained the topic of the producer, the particle board manufacturer. But then if we go one step ahead, we'll have in the middle the recycling plants. For them, it's a business, business opportunity for collecting, cleaning and selling these raw materials. Thanks to these high performance shorting technologies, now they are able to increase the value of their waste by being able to short it by different qualities. If we go again one step ahead, we'll have uh, the middle industry. For them, this waste is a real pain because they, they have no application for it. On the other hand, they need to pay it as waste disposal. So if we are able to recover these residues and create resources from it, this middle industry will have a solution for this pain and at least they will be able to not pay all these kind of fees for the disposal of this material. But Jose, to be honest, you've made it all sound very easy. Are there still challenges? And, and if there are, what are they? Of course they are. But the good thing is that the, the most difficult ones are already solved. Now we need to put a little bit of our effort from ourselves, from the society, for the industry and for the governments in order to put all what is missing also in the proper path to get all these resources available. First of all, it comes the topic of legislation. There are still some regions and countries that have no strong legislation in good recycling. So, for example, there are countries that there are still not fees for landfill disposal. So imagine again the example of this middle industry. If the waste for them is a pain and there is no fee for disposal, of course, uh, these people will try to avoid to pay uh, fees for collection if they can just dispose it in landfills. So everything starts again with legislation. We need to have a proper legislation as the example of Germany in order to help all society to move towards. Then there are challenges in the industry. For example, in the panel board uh, industry, nowadays the use of recycled material is only uh, possible in the particle board. NDF recycling is a trend. Why? Because NDF is one of the biggest production materials that we have in this industry. We have new possibilities in this industry that will increase the, the use of uh, recycled wood. But some technical topics need still to be, to be aligned. It seems that it will be in the short term, so we are quite happy about that. But it's true that it's still a challenge. And finally, last but not least, there is this general topic, our consumer mindset. All of us need to keep developing a culture of recycling and lo looking also for uh, products that are made of recycled materials. All of us can contribute uh, in our personal life that all this becomes a reality. Jose, as I mentioned before, when I introduced you, you have extensive experience in wood-based products. How optimistic are you that we can overcome these challenges when it comes to moving towards the circularity of wood? In a scale of 1 to 10, me too, I can tell you that I will be around 12. <laughs> That's optimistic. <laughs> this is why I think that uh, the future is, is here, is in the short term also. 
we have in one side lack of resources and the other side we have a huge quantity of waste that can be turned into resources so why not why not let's be optimistic on that i'm sure yep i agree why not thank you very much Jose, for a very interesting yeah i learned a lot when it comes to wood um, recycling so thank you very much for your time and your expertise thanks to you me too it was a pleasure and hope that now everyone will be a little bit more aware of this wood and everyone will take part of this change. Thank you. 